Hello everyone and welcome to Venture Worlds. We are here to discover humans who are designing a better future. Each of us has the ability to become pioneers who are focused on one mission, humanizing the world with our talents. Today, I have truly a special guest that I am privileged to introduce. She is a personal hero of mine, a strong and independent thinker and leader who fled the US from Kosovo to escape systematic oppression because of her nationality. And then she utilized the power of sacrifice and giving to fight to settle refugees escaping genocide in Kosovo in a world with completely different views and customs. She is a friend, a mother, a sister, and a humanitarian who with her uniting work has sacrificed to ensure happiness for others in need. It's truly a pleasure to welcome Sofia Kusari, who for many is our own Mother Teresa of Dallas. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. So my name is Sofia Kusari and I was born in Montenegro. I'm coming from the parents uh, who are different nationality. My mom was Montenegrian and my father was uh, uh, Kosovo uh, from Drenica. So uh, I live in Montenegro with my parents for 14 years. After 14 years, we uh, moved to Kosovo. That's what my father want us to be raised. Uh, we live there in uh, uh, atrocities start coming, you know, against uh, uh, Albanian in Kosovo from the Serbian side. It was very hard for everybody there, you know, but uh, in 1985, you know, in 1983, I got married in 1985, you know, me and my husband decide to, to, to flee Kosovo. Uh, it wasn't actually our choice, but our families, because my husband and myself, we were activists with youth, and um, it was necessary, you know, for us to, to leave because we knew that we were going to be chased by Serbian regime. Wow. So, at that time, we come illegally here. It was another way to come. We come illegally through the Mexico. And then I was lucky that I have my sister and her family here, so it was a little bit easy on us. But we felt, you know, immigration for our, uh, our status here for almost 17 years. Wow. As soon as we arrived here, you know, I already miss my home, I already miss my people, family, and everybody there. I was so sad. Even that I have my sister here, I was so sad, you know. Uh, without knowing language or culture and other stuff here in the United States, I would open, you know, magazines of book like I'm reading, you know. I read English in Albanian. <laughs> One day my sister say, what are you doing? I say, I'm reading. She say, how are you reading? You don't know, you know, English. But being, you know, a fan of reading all my life, I just wanted to open magazines and, you know, read on my own, you know. And was that to practice the language and just to yeah. get... <laughs> the language, yeah. I, uh, I will ask my sister, you know, 
and she helped me. So do my nephews, you know, they were like nine and seven at that time, you know, and I will ask them, you know, how, you know, to translate it to me, and they helped me lots too. Mm-hmm. And so do, uh, watching, it was Channel 13 at that time, it was for kids, you know, they, they'll show a picture and then how you spell it and how you, you know, uh, write it. So that helped me a lot. So uh, my uh, English was self-learning. I didn't go to school because I, if, if immigration status, how it was, I could not do it or afford it. So I learned by myself. Uh, I find, you know, uh, it was little community, Albanian community here. And uh, it was around 70 families, I think, like that. So I got involved right away. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something, you know, and I got involved right away. Women organization, actually. So just to help each other and talk about our situation and anything else, you know, problem like women, you know, do. So I was uh, chosen to be leader on that group. Yep. Which took maybe two, three years. Then we needed to leave because of immigration chasing us, you know, and me and my husband left and want uh, to leave in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, sure enough, we had uh, lawyers over there too, to help us with our uh, situation, but we could not stand it to live over there. We come back after three years, <laughs> come back and continue our you know, fight uh, with immigration for our status. When you came here, you were fighting for your refugee status to, to stay in the United States at the same time yes. as as you were also trying to help people yes. initially during that process. Wow. Yes, it happened first, you know, uh, with uh, Bosnia. The Bosnian the war Bosnian that happened. Yeah. I helped with the Bosnian community. Uh, in the meantime, I knew that it's gonna happen, you know, in a Kosovo too. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of time, you know. And I always pointed that, and not just me, but all our community were kind of worried what is gonna happen next, you know, and it's gonna be us. Sure enough, in 1999, and happened to, to Albanians in Kosovo, you know, uh, that uh, Serbian regime, you know, start not to say war, war, uh, but genocide. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody knew about Nobody war didn't knew, you know. We did, as a community, a lot, you know, protest, lots uh, uh, to spread, you know, here in the United States, what is going on. But nobody, nobody really did anything, you know, till. Yeah, it was. I remember too, as a child, down yes. at, by the JFK Memorial Center, yes. when yeah, there were all yeah. the protests during that in time. Austin, Austin, and you know, Austin, and Austin, everywhere, well, yeah. you know, in the media and thing. But still, it took some time, you know, to finally United States, you know, uh, recognize, you know, what is going on, you know. Yeah. And uh, in the beginning, I should say, you know, what it's fascinated me here in United States when we come, it was humanity. Uh, this is the, the, I think, the greatest, greatest, you know, state, you know, who, uh, who do lots of uh, humanitarian work, you know. Uh, that's fascinating me too, you know. And for the, you know, system, how system works, for really uh, 
the, the Kosovo is so small, you know, to be compared, you know, to the United States, but still, our system works, you know, it's fascinating me so much, you know, so, yeah. Uh, then I start to be involved in another organization just to help whoever need the help, you know. Yep. Uh, I was lucky there to know, to know, uh, to know the president was uh, Anne-Marie Weiss, uh, president of uh, DFW International Community Alliance, and uh, that that was organization that was umbrella with all of these uh, different you know community here. Mm -hmm. I think 1,600 1, or just under uh, organizations yeah, yeah. under that so particular. Under umbrella, yeah. So when it finally come out, you know, world in a Kosovo, you know. Just being involved with, the, with this organization, everybody starts, you know, to, 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 to contact me, how they can help. If it wasn't for this uh, organization, I could not do it by myself. Yeah. But everybody, all this different uh, uh, community contact me, how we can help. And that's how it starts with, uh, with helping, you know, uh, uh, my people, you know. Wow. And that started very, so as the message was being spread, you had organizations within the U.S. that reached out and they wanted to build relationships with individuals like you in this case yeah. to figure out what better solutions yeah. were out there to, to help yes. the refugees that were fleeing genocide. And as you mentioned, this was blatant murder that was happening out in uh, that region. Exactly, exactly. Uh, another organization that I have because we had wounded people that uh, needed help, you know, yeah. to come for for uh, uh, for surgeries or for whatever, you know, uh, and that that I was fortunate, you know, to know uh, another person who helped uh, uh, my people, and her name is Ray England, and her organizations it's uh, Law and Action. International. Uh, she helped me in few cases, you know, to bring uh, wounded people mm -hmm. without hand or leg, you know, or other injuries, you know, here. And uh, another help that they needed also, uh, she was really involved to send containers uh, back to Kosovo. Uh, Incredible woman. Wow. Incredible, just incredible. I was so lucky, like I said, mentioned these two ladies, so lucky to know them. If, if it wasn't for them, I could not do it by myself. Tita Sofia, I'm having chills right now. That is truly a fascinating beginning to your story. I like to now focus on your life in Kosovo, specifically also the experiences of oppression that you and your family and other fellow members of the community experienced. So I'd love for you to then give us a window into that perspective of your life. Over there I was working, I was a leader on one department on, uh, where I was working. Uh, and young people, youth especially who work there, you know, they will uh, 
uh, write graffitis on a wall. And I actually I thought, but I could not say who did that. Mm. We were questioned, you know, repressed, you know, and uh, a lot of things was going on, you know, but I never would say who did it. And when they were writing the graffitis, they were an Albanian language, I presume, yes. to represent Albanian, Albanian culture. Yes, yes, Albanian, because we, that's our land, that's our, you know, Kosovo, yeah. it's Albanian. You know, yeah. So, yeah, and um, yeah, I will never, when, they will question us for hours, you know, yeah. whether that is just question, you know, to give the names really, really hard. I could not do it, you know. So by doing that, you know, we will... If I go by the bus, I will go by the bus on my work. I'll see people that I don't recognize, you know, behind wow. me. So that means that those are agents or whatever, you know. So it comes situation that the other, you know, what we saw, you know, in uh, 1981, uh, a lot of people was killed uh, in the city of Jakova, you know. And the regime came in one night and we were just walking there, you know, having good time, you know, and they suddenly killed two guys. Two individuals. Two, guys, yeah, two wow. individuals, you know. So we fled, you know, everybody, you know, for our safety. And there, and from that time, 1981, actually, that it started, it's, it was oppression, you know, against, uh, against, uh, Albanians. And that's when the oppression started, yes. where they it became systematic yes. oppression. Systematic, systematic. Yeah. Nobody knew. War didn't know. Yeah. War didn't know because so we are make sure, you know, not to be spread, you know. Right. And, you know, so when we come, again, I'm going to mention this in 1985, uh, that's when it starts, you know, all, uh, all Albanians to say, they live in the United States, whatever they live, you know, which state they live, everybody kind of come you know, together and to spread what is going on, you know, with, uh, with Kosovo and its people. You know. During that time yeah. period. Wow. Now we talked about the oppression happening and then you leaving in 1985 with your family here. And as you were adjusting, you mentioned cultural shock, but one thing stood out, you said, was the humanity that people of America uh, showed towards you and you came from a world that you saw a different version of humanity there with people trying to oppress you and now you're entered into a different world what perception of human beings did you gain during that time period especially living in America uh, Iggy, uh, sorry but I have to go back you know I, I, I yes I forgot to mention of course uh, since I was a little child, you know, I saw, you know, humanity in my parents. Yeah. First. And uh, they helped. We, we were a middle class family, you know. To say middle class, you know, at that time we didn't have, you know, a lot of stuff either, you know. We weren't rich, you know, but seeing my parents, you know, helping others, you know, it's kind of, yes, you know, from where I come, you know. They will take people who didn't have a home or something. They live with us. Even we had a little house. They will live with us for months, you know. My mom was really, really great humanitarian. She will help people with uh, food and 
uh, with woods because that time we have uh, uh, we will use woods, you know, in the winter time, in any any form. My mom was, you know, really really great humanitarian, and I I grow up, you know, and I ask her. I say, why are you do doing that? We don't have enough for us. She say, always remember, whatever you have for yourself, you know, you need to divide it unless fortunate. People. Wow. And I think that's 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 the base yeah. where I, you know, start from. So again to go back, you know, in nineteen ninety nine, uh, we heard, you know, over the news and everything that uh uh, uh Kosovo refugees are gonna arrive, you know, in the United States. Uh, I knew the refugees want most of the time in the New York or uh, or Chicago or uh, or Michigan, you know. I think I really didn't expect that that massive of them is gonna come here in 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 in, in, in Texas, especially in Dallas. So at that time, you know, I was working, you know, and with another uh, communities who, who were calling me all the time, you know, what we can do. Uh, we had meeting, you know, and uh, I needed to decide, you know, either I have to keep the job or I need to be involved with them. So one night I talked to my husband and I say, I just cannot stand not to be involved they need help because it's language it's a, a language barrier it's a education you know for how to live here and what to do and, and he agreed with me i was lucky again i say that i have my husband and my parents and my sister and friends you know that uh, that uh, support me yeah yeah like anybody cannot do by self so i had that you know and I left my job. Wow. I needed to left my job. A very, a very big sacrifice, especially yes. as you're building yes. your own future with your family here. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. And uh, yeah, so I can be 24 7 with them. Wow. Sure enough, they start, you know, receive, uh, uh, coming each night, each night for months and months. You know, we had somebody come, you know, to live here. That's beautiful, Tita Sofia. Thank you for sharing the source of your energy. It's really amazing to see that the humanitarian in you actually was sparked by your mother and your family, as well as your extended family support from your husband too. It truly shows that it takes an army to build the person you are today. On top of that, it is also a great reflection of the Albanian culture. We're very hospitable to our guests and we actually sacrifice for the people that are closest dearest to us to a level that is not foreseen in many other cultures it's a very unique concept that we have we treat our guests as very dear to our heart as our own families now as we take that perspective i'd like for you to then explore the difficulties of adjustments that these refugees had to experience as you personally were involved in helping them transition during the chaos that they experienced back home. Yes. Uh, I think about, we were more than 100 families. Wow. They were big families because yeah. they had a lot of kids. had come at the time, you know, and everybody was traumatized. Uh, 
Yeah. Everybody was, you know, we had family, you know, that had 27 members of uh, their family that were killed. Wow. You know? So it was a lot of women without husbands, you know, and with small children. Yeah. Uh, it was terrifying. Hearing their stories, you know, it wasn't easy, you know. But I was open to hear them because my belief was if they take it out, you know, they're going to be feel better, you know. Another thing is, you know, uh, that uh, somebody told me they should go and uh, see psychiatrists, you know, and think. But my perspective was if we can uh, settle them and a uh, few complex com the apartment uh, complexes, yeah. Yes, uh, that's gonna be healing. Yeah. Because knowing our culture, you know, when they like to sit together and talk together and have a tea or coffee or thing, you know, and they can, you know, kind of express themselves to each other, you know. Everybody was surprised hearing me to say that. But believe me, it helped. Yeah. So that was my fight, you know, to find the, the apartments for them. There is another... Uh, so they were all together. You're trying to find a few complexes, not yeah. in one complex. In right. So I want them to be to have somebody, you know, as a support system. It's as a support system, and it worked. Wow. It worked really. It worked. Yeah. I needed to explain to organ other organization, you know, all of this, you know, so they could understand, you know, what it's gonna be uh, good for them. Uh, yes, and. Let's throw this that I told my family, you know, okay, we are under deportation. And I say, probably I'm going to be caught, you know, although we had lawyers, who, you know, and everything. We didn't hide. We had it. But if it's come to deportation, I'm sorry, you know, I, I just cannot, you know, uh, bear not to go out and help these people. And yeah. <laughs> that, that's 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 mind blowing to the Sophia. I was lucky, I guess, you know. Yeah. Uh, we weren't caught, but at the same time we had, uh, you know, date for to go on the uh, in front of the judge and everything. So, uh, but yes, it, it was difficult, you know. But somehow I didn't have fear at all. Wow. I say enough is enough, you know. What we did, we come illegally here. We didn't harm anybody, we were involved, especially myself, you know, every, in community and whoever need help, you know, or we were involved right away, you know, we wanted to good yeah. to this, you know, uh, country. But and in the end, you know, uh, we just, I just say it's enough. Whatever is going to happen, is going to happen. Wow, Tata Sophia. Now that is a definition of being fearless right there. It's truly amazing to just witness not only the fact that you were fighting for your own status, but you put everything on the line to support families that experienced horrors, as we all know, and allowed them to transition through all the difficulties that come with that process. In 2000, since I was uh, involved and I become uh, become a, a, a board member for Dallas uh, 
BFW International. Mm-hmm. And I think it was going for seven years that I am on, on that board, you know. Uh, so we had organized uh, in 2000, I think it was, uh, festival. Mm. So they want us to have uh, uh, Kosovar community, you know, to be represented. So I took that upon me. We organized, you know, dancing group, you know, yeah, it's a dance dance group, you know, which was really really success. And everybody was kind of because never before, you know, we had to press any Albanian either from Albania or from Kosovo, you know, uh, to represent, you know, that was first time and thing. Uh, what I didn't know is that. For this surprise, for me, uh, that they are planning to award me, you know. So I saw my whole family come there, my sister would come, my friends, and something is going on, but I could not figure out what it is, you know. So finally, uh, somebody dragged me in theater. It was in a Meyerson building, you know, downtown, and uh, I was, what is going on here? So I asked to be sit far away, you know, not in the front. They were, no, you go down. You have to go down. I said, I don't have to go down. <laughs> my seat, you know, in the back. So that's the moment, you know, when they start reading, you know, about and when they announce me humanitarian of the year. Wow. DFW International Alliance, you know. And that's word that was used. There was our Mother Teresa. Yeah which I didn't feel good. Really, I, I worked with myself about this for years, you know, because Mother Teresa is Mother Teresa, you know, nobody can compare to her, you know. But they were saying, no, you are our, we know that, but we, you are our Mother Teresa, you know. A lot of people come to me, you know. Yeah. All these communities, you know, and to congratulate me and to meet me, you know, actually. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable for me and still is, you know, yeah. Yeah. I didn't talk about that much, you know, and that's what it is. It's, it, and it comes as honesty from the people's hearts because just like you said, you know, and it also shows your character and the humble nature you are here in front of me, which is a blessing to just have you here in front of me to share this amazing story. But it comes down to when you impact somebody so well to them and Mother Teresa in the Albanian culture is an iconic a hero of many for all the sacrifices yeah. and the giving she did just out of her pure heart and spreading yeah. her message. And to them, you truly were Mother Teresa because in the most difficult period of their life, you came there and 100% committed to them without any hesitation. But to tell you the truth, you know, uh, it wasn't easy. It's not easy. Everybody cannot do it. But I'm, you know, uh, really proud of myself that I went through, you know, with them about that. So, yeah. uh, it was 24 hours. It wasn't, you know, just, you know, you have, you know, certain hours to do that thing for me. At that time it was 24 hours and I opened myself, you know, to, to, to the refugee. Anytime, anytime, day or night, you know, they can call me, you know. And, you know, normally it was most, it was a lot of time, you know, that I was called two in the morning, three, you know, anytime, you know, the kid got sick, you know, or 
something is going on, you know, or just, just need somebody to talk, you know, I will be ready in a second and go. Amazing. Uh, and visit them, you know. Yeah. I fight for their rights too. Yeah. Because sometimes some organization, uh, they were not uh, correct what they were doing, you know. And I was, I was really, really, really not, not good with that. Uh, at one point we organized, you know, media to come and to see what is going on, you know, how they treat some of them, I would say, or some organization, how they treat refugees, you know, and uh, I know they weren't happy, but I needed to do that. For sure. Yeah, because they come for refugee, you can treat them, you know, uh, uh, not good. Yeah. They need to be treated. They are human beings, you know. That's their, you know, luck that they need to, to go through this, you know. But I never, never let anybody treat them, you know, poorly. You fought for their, yeah, I fight, you fought I for fight, their rights. Yeah. I fight where they're going to put them to, to leave. Because one family was taken in bad area and uh, the graves were, you know, they can see grave, you know, from the window, apartment window. Wow. So the head of the family, you know, somebody told me it's another family there and I want to visit them. They were all crying. The head of the family say, can you, sister, can you please, please help me go back? Back to, back, back home. Also, yeah, wow. Also, say, look at how the, 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 the graves are right there, you know, and kids were traumatized. Kids traumatized and everything. And I, oh my God, I was, oh my God, oh my God. So representative of that uh, organization uh, was there. She was working with me, the refugee. And I told her, I say, uh, if you don't want another media conference, I say, go to your director and tell her that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. They need to move as soon as, as possible. And no exception, you know. So she says, Sophie, you know, what you think? I say, that's what I think. If this family is not moved in a few days from here, you know, I'm going to call media. Wow. Again. And yes, uh, sure enough, not even a week passed, you know, we moved them with another families, you know, Albanian families where they live, you know, they were so, so happy, so grateful, you know. Uh, like I say, it doesn't matter what is going to happen to me, you know, on immigration status and think I didn't care. I wanted them to, to, to help them to feel comfortable much that I can. Salteta Sofia, we explored your humanitarian activities during the Kosovo refugee crisis. And after all of that sacrifice, usually one would decide to take a break, but not you. You continued giving. It was part of your DNA. And you decided to take the nonprofit route and focus your efforts now on human trafficking. So I would love to explore this phase of your life. Yeah, after... Refugees settle, you know, and find their jobs and start their independent life here. Uh, I got a job uh, with uh, one of the organizations here. 
uh, fighting, you know, domestic violence and human trafficking. I studied first in uh, domestic violence, and soon after that it was open position for human trafficking, which uh, I jumped to that opportunity, and yes, I was hired, you know, I was an uh, outreach person for human trafficking, uh, which was really, to me, was something really new, and I could not believe it, you know, this is happening, you know, in the United States. Yeah. And actually, as it was happening, you know, my, my training and learning more, you know, it was happening right in front of our, you know, eyes. Yeah. Uh, I learned lots, you know, how to recognize, you know, uh, human trafficking uh, from where they're coming most, you know, and, and I did that with all my heart because I, yes, I have that, you know, in, in, in me, you know, to help people. Not that it was my job, but I did even more, you know, to, uh, to find and, and help those people. Tadeo Sofia, that's a beautiful message, especially with the fact that you are helping people, as you said, directly from your heart. It's a powerful message for a lot of people out there to understand that the simplest actions can make a very big impact. And in your case, your actions were far beyond that. You sacrificed a lot and you continued your efforts. Now, I'd like to take this to a, a different level and talk about life lessons. You personally yourself are an independent woman and a human being who has seen the worst out of humans, but also the best out of humans. In fact, you helped humans during their most difficult parts of their lives. What message would you like to deliver to young independent women out there who are in the process of discovering themselves and navigating through the world that we have designed today? From my experience, uh, I, I like to send the message that uh, they should express themselves. Yeah. You know, they should, they should not be afraid because being afraid, it's nothing, it's barrier, you know to, to uh, let you go, you know. Uh, you can, I can tell, you know, them that you cannot imagine how you feel, you know, when you do help somebody. Yeah. Even in divorce situation, you know, helping somebody and uh, seeing their smile and faces, you know, uh, smiling faces to say, you know, it's a great gift, you know, to, to me, it was, you know, and how I felt. So we should not be afraid, we should, you know, work to discover ourselves, you know, and give it what we can give, you know. That's a powerful message to that, Sophia. The ability to express your voice and also the desire to help when others need it at their most those are human qualities that, in my opinion, are important for the world that we've designed today. Well, I want to say, uh, I hope nobody, you know, experience what uh, our people experience or any other in a world, you know, wars and atrocities and massacres, something. I wish that never happened. But 
reality, surreality thing happen. I will do all over again if I need to do, not just for Albanians, but for other people too. You know? uh, if I'm asked for it, if I see the needs, you know, I will do all over again. Another thing that I'm really proud, you know, everybody that I help, you know, I'm proud of each one, this refugee, how they become, you know, and they, they listen to me, whatever I say, you know, they just open their ears and eyes and listen to me, you know what I say, and they implement lots of that. And I'm so proud of each of them, you know, they become, you know, business people, you know, and edu educated people and go on with their life, you know, that's, that's make me so happy. Yeah. Those are golden words to the Sophia. And now speaking of happiness, I would love to share with you a quote from a very famous humanitarian. And this specific individual is what many that you have touched have compared you to. And that quote goes as such, be faithful in small things because it is in them that your strength lies. Spread love everywhere you go and let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. Tata Sofia, that is from Mother Teresa herself. I believe in that, you know, and, you know, because I always talk privately, you know, uh, with whoever asks me, you know, I always say that, you know, that uh, we should be open, you know, we are all human beings, doesn't matter from where we are, you know, and how we come, you know, here, but I really truly believe that we should be more open in humanity. Great thing, it's a great, great thing. I remember thinking that I was sick, sick or uh, the lady that I mentioned from from um, Love and Action International, both of us were sick, you know, but we needed to prepare that container to go to Kosovo. And both of us find ourselves, you know, in the house, you know, working and running a fever yeah, and running fever <laughs> and your your bandages and thing, you know, and we are there working. Oh, my God, this is something that I never gonna forget, you know. Wow. And actually, you forget when you do something. I forgot my experience. I forgot myself and what I'm dealing with, you know, just having my mind that we need to, you know. Uh, prepare, you know, that container and send back. Wow. So the pain, you didn't feel your own pain as you, as no. long as you were helping no. others. No, that's the message that I want to pass to, you know, because, you know, uh, like they say, you always find, you know, somebody else uh, situation that worse than yours. Right. You know, and that's true, you know, so always, I always put somebody else, you know, before me. Wow. Well, Tadat Sophia, this is exactly the message that I hope all human beings treasure. Mm -hmm. uh, and in our case, it also stemmed from your upbringing, mm -hmm. as well as your experiences and atrocities that you had to deal with with the refugee crisis, mm -hmm. and also the personal sacrifice you've made for your family and trying to also build a life here in America for yourself. Yeah. Now, there is one small other question here, and as we mentioned from the beginning too, language is such a powerful tool of communication, and I want people to also learn a little bit. So what word or phrase in Albanian would you like to share with people that you think is important? It can be anything, anything that comes to mind. It's a 
drop by drop and you build ocean and 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 obedience peak per peak yeah. creon yeah. ocean yeah beautiful yeah start everybody cannot start to do big like yeah. i couldn't you know but that's what i'm saying you know peak per peak you know bohadet beautiful if we come together yeah that's beautiful tada sofia i can't thank you enough for the message that you shared with us today it is truly an honor and it actually worked out well because tomorrow is women's international day mm-hmm. and i would love to wish you from the bottom of my heart happy women's international day because there are very few out there that sacrifice as much as you do and i'd hope we'd have an army of you out there and this world would certainly be a better place an army of mother teresas mm-hmm. and and in personally and myself with what we've experienced in our community and in my family the women have always had a strong position they've been the most important foundation yes. for our success mm-hmm. and personally for who i am as a man today and to have such a strong woman sitting right in front of me is an honor and privilege and i can't thank you enough for sharing this story thank you Igle. humanizers i hope you were inspired by that story it was a story of sacrifice a story of passion and a story of pure humanity at its core. Well, now as always, I want to leave you guys with two questions. What world do we want to design and what humanist values will guide us? Thank you for listening and on to the next story.